Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Big Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemir Logunde. On this episode, I'll be talking about an unusual dispute between two federal agencies in the United States, the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, and the Federal Communications Commission, FCC. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so in Washington, D.C., in the United States, an unusual public dispute comparable to a high-level game of chicken is playing out among two federal agencies. So this game of chicken is delaying the rollout of 5G cell phone services and revealing government infighting that has so far plagued two successive administrations. So what happened was that earlier in November, AT&T and Verizon said they would delay the launch of some 5G wireless services after the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, warned it could restrict U.S. airspace in bad weather if the networks were turned on as planned this December. Unfortunately, the FAA's dire warning came right in the middle of the cell phone carrier's network upgrade project. So back in December 2020, almost a year ago, transportation officials had asked to postpone the government auction of the airwaves to wireless operators and warned they could impose flight restrictions if they were not satisfied. So the letter that was dated December 1, 2020 and sent a week before the auction was supposed to take place said the FAA was worried that 5G services could interfere with the crucial cockpit safety systems in airplanes. So that auction was for the rights to the C-band spectrum, which is a hot commodity for cell phone carriers who are seeking more frequencies for 5G services in direct competition with each other. The 5G standard promises to speed up the flow of data to phones and other wireless devices such as personal computers, cars, and industrial machines. Verizon spent $45.4 billion in that auction, more than all the other participants combined, to secure 3,511 individual 20 MHz blocks of spectrum across the country. AT&T came in second, and they won 1,621 licenses after spending $23.4 billion. In third place, in terms of the amount spent, T-Mobile shelled out $9.3 billion. But in terms of licenses bought, U.S. Cellular came out with 254 licenses compared to T-Mobile's 142 licenses. So in total, the auction raised more than $81 billion dollars significantly more than the $30 billion figure that was projected last year. And something to keep in mind, out of this $81 billion, Verizon spent $45.4 billion in that auction, way more than half and definitely more than all the other participants combined. So back to the FAA's letter from December last year. Trump administration officials disagreed with the FAA's last-minute concerns about how 5G services could interfere with the crucial cockpit safety systems in airplanes. And the FCC went ahead with the auction. That's the one where Verizon spent more than everybody else combined. So like I said, AT&T and Verizon and the others spent up to $81 billion for the prized licenses and they therefore set a record in the process. Despite that record-breaking auction, though, the issue of airline safety continued well into the Biden administration. Following the inauguration of President Biden, there were delays in appointing key FCC and Commerce Department officials who could help resolve the dispute between the FAA and the FCC regarding airline safety. 
FAA officials are now aiming for a December 3, 2021 deadline to issue new restrictions since their initial concerns had been ignored for almost a year now. However, both the FAA and the FCC are working closely together and they have said that they are committed to ensuring public safety while advancing the latest broadband technology. For now, since the auction went ahead last year, the FCC has allowed cellular service over the airwaves in question, which, like I said earlier, is known as the C-band. But if FAA officials are not satisfied, they have their own power to issue safety warnings that could result in significant flight disruptions. So basically, the FAA can tell airlines to not fly over certain areas that have 5G cellular service because it could interfere with the way these planes are designed to operate and therefore cause accidents plane crashes which nobody wants so in order not to to in order to avoid plane crashes the faa can announce safety warnings that could then lead to flight disruptions maybe a route that is um normally people fly that route and now because there's safety warnings then the number of flights for that route would reduce and it would impact everybody else meanwhile the 5G investments made by the major cell phone carriers are in limbo. A coalition of aerospace manufacturers and industry groups have asked the White House for an open-ended delay so that they can get more detailed knowledge of wireless companies' network deployment. For telecommunication companies, however, a longer wait is out of the question. They have spent billions of dollars on acceleration payments to prepare their spectrum for use within months instead of years. Remember that Verizon alone spent more than half of the total $81 billion on obtaining C-band licenses for building out their 5G networks. According to a November 10 statement from the Cellular Telecommunications and Internet Association, also known as CTIA, which is a trade group for wireless companies and is based in Washington, D.C. So their statement from November 10, about nine days ago, quote, there is no scientific or engineering basis for further delay and we cannot afford to fall behind. The wireless industry intends to launch this service in the U.S. next January. End of quote. So that December 2020 letter from the FAA that kickstarted all of this dispute and was signed by then Transportation Department General Counsel Stephen Bradbury and FAA Chief Steve Dixon asked for the National Telecommunications and Information Administration's help in deferring the Spectrum auction. So the NTIA is a unit of the Commerce Department and they often broker interagency disputes that involve the wireless spectrum. So the FAA's warning was not entered into the FCC's docket for public comments. Current and former officials have said that taking that action could have nudged experts from both agencies and the industries they regulate to collaborate with more urgency. So the FCC has this docket where everything that they, they are working on or planning to do or planning to issue whatever guidelines or reports they are working on, they enter it on their website in, um, in form of a, a docket, like a court docket, and members of the public can go on there and make comments and they can use that to gather how people feel about whatever they were proposing. However, the warning from the FAA was not entered into the FCC's docket for public comments. However, a last-minute hint of controversy could have hurt the price of the licenses that the government was about to auction off. So maybe that was why the FAA's warning was not tabled for public comment. Maybe not. The letter from the FAA flagged possible interference with radar altimeters. 
So radar altimeters feed data to cockpit safety systems that help planes land in poor weather. Um, it helps them avoid crashes and also prevent mid-air collisions. In the letter, Mr. Dixon and Mr. Bradbury wrote that, quote, the aviation industry needs a considerable transition period to develop, test, and retrofit potentially at-risk equipment. Depending on the results of further analysis, it may be appropriate to place restrictions on certain types of operations which would reduce access to core airports in the U.S., end of quote. So Adam Kandyub, um, who was the acting chief of the NTA at the time, said in a statement that the FAA's objections received a thorough look despite arriving at the last minute. The federal government had been publicly preparing for this auction for years, and he said career NTIA engineers concluded that FAA's data failed to demonstrate a serious threat, and the determination was made to move forward with the auctions after consultation with commerce officials at the highest level and White House staff, end of quote. Some other national regulators have imposed restrictions. For example, in France, there's some limits on 5G operations at 17 airports where pilots have less visibility during landing. Regulations in Japan also restrict certain cell sites within 200 meters, that's about 218 yards, of an aircraft approach route. In recent years, the FAA has been under pressure from U.S. lawmakers to strengthen its safety oversight after two Boeing 737 MAX jets crashed in Indonesia and Ethiopia in 2018 and 2019, killing 346 people. On July 14, a coalition of aviation industry groups wrote to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and Commerce Secretary Juna Raimondo asking for their help to encourage information sharing from the telecommunications industry to address an imminent safety risk. Aviation safety experts have said that they lacked details about the locations and power levels of 5G transmissions that could affect aircraft. On the other hand, telecom industry leaders have said that the aviation industry was not sharing essential information about its studies or the type and prevalence of the affected radar altimeters. So in essence, you see both sides pointing fingers at each other. Aviation industry says, this is what the telecom industry guys are doing. They're not sharing information. The telecom industry people say, this is what the aviation industry, aviation industry people are doing. They are not sharing information with us. According to people familiar with the matter, the issue gained greater attention within the FAA during the summer, and by late August, representatives of those agencies met regularly with the FCC, the Commerce Department, and White House officials. More recently, both sides began sharing information that each side had been requesting for months. On November 2nd, the FAA publicly asked the manufacturers of radar altimeters for details about how their products could face interference. Shortly afterward, the agency began receiving some basic 5G cell site data. So hanging over all those talks is the fact that neither the FCC nor the NTIA, which is the agency charged with brokering federal spectrum disputes, has had a permanent leader since President Biden took office back in January. On Wednesday, November 17, the Senate held a confirmation hearing for Jessica Rosenworcel. She had been the acting chairwoman of the FCC since January, and President Biden nominated her for a permanent role in late October. The president also nominated Gigi Son as the commissioner of the FCC and Alan Davidson as the director of the NTIA.
On Monday, November 15, President Biden signed the $1.2 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act into law. So the infrastructure bill includes $65 billion for broadband deployment and affordability. So the role of the NTI director that President Biden nominated Mr. Davidson for is actually a crucial position. Like I mentioned earlier, the NTIA is part of the Department of Commerce, and the NTIA director is the president's principal advisor on telecommunications and information policy. The role is vast, and it includes spectrum management, increasing broadband availability, and overseeing internet policy. If confirmed, Mr. Davidson will be initially tasked with distributing about $42 billion in funds from the recently signed infrastructure bill to administrators in all 50 states, as well as U.S. territories and the District of Columbia. So to wrap up um, here on a strategic level, I believe organizational leaders should put slightly more focus on the telecommunications industry right now especially regarding recent policy actions that are aimed at the supply chain, semiconductor manufacturing like I covered in the previous two episodes, electric vehicle production, 5G technology, and others. Thank you for listening. See you on the next episode. The Big Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity's news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.